Chicanal Tribune, Thursday, the 25th of October, 2018. What's in a book? How many books have you read in the last year? A hundred, fifty, ten, or even just the one? Reading is the most therapeutic experience one can engage in. Since jo- Johannes Gutenberg set up his printing press in 1439, which paved the way for the eventual mass production of the written word, Books became part of the post-Renaissance world and a revolution in itself, just as much as the internet in the modern era. The present predominance of social media and the electronic highway has been challenging for the whole book industry, with some suggestions that it could spell the end of the written word, but those bearers of sad tidings for the future of academic journals, sports encyclopedias, historical tomes, biographies, science fiction, anthology, cookbooks, poetry, religion, children's books, novels, fiction and non-fiction haven't come to pass. I got the reading bug as far back as the early 1960s, I think I was about 10. We'd just moved across Belfast to a new estate built in the slopes under the Black Mountain. For my new friends from the inner city, the falls, Carrick Hill and the markets, this new domicile was like moving to the country for them. Darkest turf lodge, most had never seen a green field or cow before. For me, sure, it was just like Termin on a sunny day, but on the edge of a big city. No supermarkets then, just a butcher's and local shop for the milk, and Belfast Bap, Suggish Chennai. No playing fields, football field, community centre, chapel, pub, social club, school, taxis, never men in Ninra. Gale Skull, Scout Hut, AstroTurf, GA Pitch, Chemist or Doctor Surgery. Amidst all that, we hadn't even the footpaths laid or a regular bus service into town. There was definitely no library, but lo and behold, as I strolled down the nearby Glen Road one day, which forked with the Andersonstown Road at the RUC barracks and moved on down the falls, when one day I spotted the big sort of bussy thing. It looked like a bus okay, but it was slightly different, paintings of books on the outside, and where it should have said number 11 Turf Lodge, or actually spelled out Mobile Library. My God, what will they think of next? I climbed aboard, and you know the stereotypical librarian awaited me. Middle-aged, ponytail, reading Chaucer while doing the Times crossword at the same time. He sort of looked up over his glasses and nodded. You hardly know a term for a future American president, four across, six letters beginning with W. Actually, he mightn't have said that, but you know what I mean. He then asked, are you a member? And after responding in the negative, he produced a little card, name, address, age, and I became a fully signed up member of the Belfast City Council Mobile Library Service. God, I was so excited. This was just before the RUC stormed Republican election headquarters and extracted the flag of the Irish Republic, which appeared to annoy them and some guy called Paisley. It was also a few years before England won the Jules Remy Trophy, so we were safe at Christmas from watching never-ending repeats. It didn't take much to excite a ten-year-old in those days. Street football, a gator thingy before bicycle wheels and a plank, games of conkers and rounders, and this age of gender equality, hopscotch for the girls. No Facebook, WhatsApp, LinkedIn or Netflix, but we would soon have Georgie Best and Celtic won in the European Cup, so we were in heaven. 
Back in the library on wheels, I perused over the shelves of books, even if I didn't know I was perusing at the time. This was a paradise for a ten-year-old, Moby Dick, Frankenstein, Dracula, all classics which of course I gave away at birth to to search out the sports section and books on Pelé, Puskas, De Stefano and Jimmy Greaves. Real life stories of legends of the beautiful game and a big step up from my previous reading material, Superman and Batman comics, the superheroes who were all the rage in 63. But despite my emerging love of the game of soccer, my attention was attracted to a geography section with books and tourism, etc. I came across a book in Donegal. I flicked through the pages and to my amazement there was a photo of Uncle Mick shoeing a horse with my granddad, Johnny Russell, supervising the operation as he, up, as he puffed on his bike. I was taken aback, how did the author know Uncle Mick? I was well aware, even at that stage, that Mick could be found in certain public houses around the country, but never expected to find him in a public library. I took the book to the librarian. He was still stuck on four across, but stopped my book to be returned in two weeks or a 2p fine would ensue. My first library book, and it would begin a love affair with a written word which has stood the test of time. 55 years plus 10 last weekend to be exact. Dickens, Mark Twain, Hemingway, Virginia Woolf, Ginsburg, Dylan Thomas, George Orwell, J.D. Salinger, Steinbeck, Tolstoy, T.S. Eliot, Whitman, and the Irish, Joyce Shaw, Yeats, Branfield, Beckett, Wilde, Heaney, Behan, McGarren, O'Casey, Patrick McCabe, and Martin McDonough. They were great companions throughout the years. Sometime later, I was on my way to St Mary's Grammar via the device of 11 plus and an expected path to university, courtesy of the new education legislation post-World War II, which had facilitated a new breed of nationalists who could try and change the system from within. John Hume, James Heaney, Brian Friel, Bernard Devil, and Eamon McCann and Jerry Adams. 1969 would curtail educational achievement and O and A levels would make way for extra curricular activities which included how to throw a Molotov cocktail correctly and training camps in Donegal which weren't in the Baden-Powell manuscript. As the 70s developed in a whirlwind of urban guerrilla warfare, time for reading literature was fairly limited, although hairy arse trendy lefties made way of books and tanks Cut down pro as tanks cut down protesters in Prague, Palestine and Derry, but quoting Marx and Engels or even Jesus Christ wouldn't cut the mustard when armed struggle was required. The unfortunate nature of events in the 70s is certain spin-offs which in hindsight could be classified as beneficial in future long-term development of the individual. In plain English, the cages in Long Cash had their own libraries which facilitated educational achievement courtesy of Her Majesty's Government. What education we left behind at school was more than made up for in the last years of youth. Karl Marx, Chairman Mao, Liam Mellows, Tone, Fidel and Shea, Ho Chi Minh, Yasser Arafat, Archbishop Macarios, Paulo Ferreri, James Connolly and Larkin all would contribute to our understanding of how society works, especially a colonial society and a European democracy but also a dirty little sectarian shithole. 
There was probably more learned and understood in those years than when I eventually and belatedly reached university 30 years later. Academia, academia may told secrets and mystery, but there's not much an academic can tell you about history when you've already lived it on the streets. Reading and writing are as important for our young people as a science degree. It broadens the mind, gives them the vocabulary and syntax needed to work out what life's about. Parents who read to their kids from a young age are doing an invaluable service and getting them introduced to libraries at an early age is more important than getting an iPhone for a 10-year-old. We recently formed a book club in Ranville, first time I've actually been in one despite the years of reading. It's fun, pick a book, read it, then meet up once a month and dissect it. Amazing how a dozen people could have such different opinions on the same book. Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee, Oliver, Oliphant, Frankenstein have all been under the intense scrutiny of the intrepid book club readers. I've managed also to put no news at Thoat Lake on the agenda for the Christmas reading, analysing Lauren Studdigan's travails with John and Bouncer at the Tribune is going to be interesting to say the least. The most exciting places for a reader are visiting some city and finding an old bookshop along a side street. Charlie Burns in Galway, Shakespeare's in Rue La Boucherie, Paris, Deja Vu in Suihi, Malta, or my favourite little charity shop in Arnmore, where I've picked up most amazing titles for two euro. There's something exotic in a literary way about searching through a bookstore and finding a little gem. The smell of the book, wondering how many people had read it before you arrived in your hands. The little book has a history all of its own. Reading takes you on a journey, whether fiction and getting inside the mind of the author or history and taking a journey to the past. I found myself in the GPO with Pearson Connolly, at Wounded Knee with the Sioux in the Lakota, Lenin and Trotsky in October in Russia, Fidel and Shea in the Sierra Maestra, Followed Stephen Delitus and Ulysses for reciting Molly Bloom's soliloquy. Climbed Everest with Hillary, took one small step with Neil Armstrong, or ran that mile with Ronnie Delaney. You transport yourself and embrace the time. To understand a man walk a mile in his shoes, to flick the chapter of life, his life makes for therapeutic heaven. I've read Ulysses on a balcony in San Juan, Malta, in 40 degrees drinking red wine, Pat McCabe's bust your boy by the pool in Fortaventura and wondered what sort of head he has on him to come up with a character like Francie Brady. But you know if you dredge through the archives you find that most of the greatest writers the world has known were definitely on something when they scripted their literary masterpiece. Kill Max Celtic Illustrated History, a great read from a great wee club. A book close to my heart I first read 40 years ago, Bury My wound, Heart at Wounded Knee, in a form of captivity the Native Americans would be well aware of in the reservations, and actually just reread it recently and still agonize over how old nation were wiped out in the name of avarice and greed. Mandela's long walk from Robben Island to freedom was riveting stuff. I once spent six months trawling through lost lives, a record of every one of the 4,000 killed in the recent conflict in the north. Each victim has a dedicated paragraph devoted to them. Many I knew personally, Mickey, Kevy, Norman, Jimmy, Bobby, Big Doc, Brendan and others. 
the reality of conflict brought home in black and white is it's difficult reading. Conrad's heart of darkness in a hospital bed in Malta and the end of outrage about the famine in Donegal while they recuperated in Beaumont. James is in UCHG this year after thinking my reading days may be nearing an end. Paddy Kavanagh of Raglan Road frame, Immortal, Georgie Best, Tom Barry and Bobby Sands begin a century of resistance and Leon Euros's Trinity, a great fictional approach to history. A tome I spent many a long night reading over 40 years ago as well. Fiction and the fact. John Feinstein's A Good Walk Spoiled, the definitive account of life following a little white ball around four miles of meandering fairways and manicured greens. If you only ever read golf, one golf book, this is it. Robert Tressel's Ragged Treasured Philanthropist, a tour de force novel on the inequality of the class system, a story of the English working class but can be replicated anywhere. Capitalism and greed rears his ugly head, the first great labour history of its time. I finished reading it in Maspalomas as Kino did walkies in Saipan and a very special person walked into my life 17 years ago. Finally, Frank McCourt's Teacher Man, my favourite book of all time. My Babel when I made the journey to Teacher Man myself. Before he gave us Angela's Ashes and Tiz, McCourt was a teacher in the Bronx. As brilliant an educator as a writer, no doubt. His first day in the school, a big strapping young student hit him in the back of the head with a ham sandwich. It was make or break time. McCourt picked it up to the floor and he started to eat it. Another time at a parent-teacher meeting, an angry coloured mama explained, exclaimed, Listen, teacher man, cut out the crap all those old stories about Ireland in class. My son's going to be a mechanic. Just a little look back at some of my favourite books. Everybody will have their own favourites, whatever your preferred genre. It's just nice to spend time with your favourite author. Life might be too short to drink cheap wine. It's definitely too short not to engage with a written word. I went with anger at my heel through Bogside at the bitter zeal. Jesus pity on a day of cold and drizzle and decay. Three months had passed, yet there remained a murder smell that slung and stained. On flats and volleys, over all, it hung on the battered roof and wall. On wreck and rubbish scattered thick, on sullen steps and pitted brick.